Hi everyone and welcome to episode 183 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always joined by KC. How's things, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, Calm down since Saturday. Yeah, it has just about calmed down. Uh, That was a hell of a game for you to be able to go to for the first time in ages. Yeah. Love a comeback, it turns out, mate. Yeah, we we worked that out, didn't we, on the... uh, was it on the walk down to the ground that your last league game that you actually were able to go to rather than watch on TV? Was our, the our home, home game, yeah. Ho- uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At home. We have been to several aways. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a uh, Millwall at home with, with the 3-2 comeback. Yeah. Yeah, we just need to find a way to uh, get you there more. Um, but, oh, Simpsons title, as Rocker comes off for Greenwood. Camera cuts to Jesse Marsh and goes, it's called playing the percentages. It's what smart managers do to win ball games. <laughs> um, I was going to do like the Hank Scorpio answer in the phone. Yes. What? What happened? How many goals? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a, it was a hell of a game that in the end, but was it really? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, there was there wasn't a lot of quality on show. <laughs> if if that's what you're looking for in a football game, then Ellen Road wasn't the place to be. If you were just looking for mad shit going on, yeah, fair. Had it all. Um, a penalty, two Leeds players getting head injuries that where nothing was done about it. You know. It's all going on. Do you like the movies of Michael Bay? <laughs> <laughs> you will love this game of football. Um, explosion. Ah! Yeah. And much like Michael Bay, there's no slow build-up. 50 seconds in, Somerville combines with Aronson, Somerville threw into the box. Sonesi comes across, takes him out, penalty. Um, Really good start. God, Somerville's basically becoming a key player immediately. As soon as he got a chance, which even as he's maybe his biggest fan, I didn't expect it to be as effective as it's been the last few weeks. Uh, Rodrigo may be much maligned. There may be a lot of things about him that we don't rate as a fan, as an entire fan base. But you do fancy him on a penalty, and he strokes it home very comfortably. Yeah, well taken. Never in doubt at all. Yeah. Not yeah. me, not a doubter. Yeah, no, it was a really good start, 1-0 up, and everyone goes, wait, we've had that's we've had a couple of these this season, good start, we just need to hold it together now, just play solidly. And then, basically for an hour, we were abysmal. I mean, as, as John McKenzie <laughs> pointed out a, a few weeks ago, lead, leads are really vulnerable when they take the lead. Yeah, it was a small sample size, but this uh, added to it, didn't it? <laughs> We're vulnerable when we take the lead, and we're vulnerable when we don't take the lead, which is concerning, really. Yeah, I must admit, it is weird that we won this game, and you came away completely unsure what to think about Jesse Marsh in this scenario, because there were some things that were terrible, but like my biggest criticism of him, one of them anyway, maybe my biggest criticism is I just don't like the system. But is that he consistently makes subs that make us worse? But in this game, he consistently made subs that made us better. So he did well with that. It was weird. But yeah, you get the we we'll get the goal, one nil up. 
And then, because it stopped me if you've heard this one before, right? But they um they hit like a switch of play and had a player just in acres of space on the wing because we're really narrow. And they take it up the wing and they get into a crossing position and they cross the ball. And as it comes to the far post, there's a player in acres of space because we're so narrow. And Marcus Tavernier scores. Also, am I wrong that it's Tavernier? Because everyone's saying Tavernier and stuff. But it's James Tavernier at Rangers, and that's his brother. Ah, uh, he's he's rebranded himself. Yeah, I mean, he, and he's from Leeds. I think <laughs> that they were both in our academy, actually, at one point. <sighs> but yeah, uh, it was a decent finish. But To be honest, it was quite nice of us to provide the flick on this time. Because Robin Cop gets up and just nods it across the penalty area. Yeah, I mean, but to be honest, I don't even think that's a particularly bad defensive header. If it's too high, you get summer on it. Mm. If you're not tucking in so far, because Christensen is tucked in so narrow, which isn't his fault, he's told to do it. Well, I think I think the issue is as well, because, <laughs> because once Cock gets the touch, Christensen has to choose which of the Bournemouth players to cover them, because there's two behind Cock. And he's got to try and cover one of them. Um, and I and, suppose and your I instinct, know... the instinct is always you go for the one nearest the middle. Yeah, so, th- so that's what he's done. And then and then there is just a man over. Yeah. I definitely as, as there always is. Yeah, well, I mean, that Harrison <clears throat> Reed chance that we miraculously cleared off the line. Yeah, it was the other wing, but it was basically identical. <laughs> it just it was it was a it was a mirror image of that. So yeah, we've given the goal back. There was a few people saying Melier should have done better. Um I with where the shot is from, it's a very hard one to save. Because he gets a hand on it, he might think he should save it, but I wouldn't say that's one that you should save. It's close range and, and decent power yeah. on it. Like it It'd have been a hell of a save if you pulled it off. Uh, but yeah, that's 1-1, one, one, and you're like, oh, thrown away this great start. So anyway, KC, stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> uh, long diagonal ball in behind our fullback. Who at first is ahead of Tavernier yeah. for this one, but he just gets done for speed. He's just quicker than Christensen, runs away from him. And goal which we have seen a load of times. Admittedly, this time, Ooh. it was Melier makes a save and then it gets rolled to the edge of the box. And yeah, it's you, sort of, you th- sort of think, right, we, we've, we've got away with this because Melier makes a save and it goes back to Tavernier. And then by that point, the back four is in line there and all in the penalty area. And then there's just a runner. Yeah. Who, who I think we could all see. And just go... <laughs> There's not a midfielder within five or six yards of him when it when it's Solanke, that one. Uh, no, that, that was the billing. That's one. the billing one, is it? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The uh, no looking one. at back looking at back play, he's not quick, so we might have not kept up anyway. But looking at back play, it looked like it should have been Rocker. It, it, when when they kind of come into view, Tyler Adams is sort of level with the right hand edge of our penalty area and, mm-hmm. and Rocker seems to be the more central of, of the two. Yeah, just nowhere um, near. <laughs> but they're just they're, there's neither one of them within an arse's roar of it. Uh, I just you could just look and go like, 
someone has got to track a man here. Just anyone. Yeah, but it no. was a. You know, it really was weird. We had a good first three minutes, of which the ball was actually in play for one minute. Because there was like the wait to take the penalty and stuff like that. And then for the rest of the half, we were just terrible. Like, very almost no redeeming features, really. Because let's say Billing, Billing's, uh, Billing's shot was very well struck. I mean, if you're given that much time on the edge of the penalty area with a ball, with a moving ball, you've got every chance, but he, he does stick it in the top corner. Yeah, it was a really good finish. Um, but like, obviously, we end up going in 2-1 down. But let's be honest, it could have been more. I mean, they had that break from our set piece where they had two attackers versus just Somerville. And Somerville did brilliantly to get like a touch on the first one that knocks it 10 yards closer to Melier. And then Melier does brilliantly to come out and sort of slide tackle the ball away. Like that, if they work that even close to well, not even mm. well, competently, you're getting a great chance. And again, that's the second time that's happened in three games. Yeah. Because uh, Fulham did the exact same, didn't they? Yeah. He's just looking like... I know because like, t- t- typically, and this is this is harking back to, to football in the good old days of the 90s and early 2000s of just, well, you just leave your fullbacks on the halfway line. But we've got big fullbacks, so I understand why they're in the penalty area. But why aren't Somerville and Tyler Adams further back? Yeah, it's it's a bit weird because a lot of teams seem to be doing it. It's like they're having two people over a corner. There must be some analytics thing that they've worked out. But it doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense to me. I can't say when I've been watching Match of the Day or anything else. I've seen too many times when a team has had the run of an, an opposition's half from their own corner. No, we've seen it twice. There was also uh, Keith Moore completely unmarked, sent a goal eight yards out, and he sort of scuffed it to Melier. And we cleared one off the line. Was that Jefferson Lerma's header? Uh, I think I've like, just blocked that one out now. Yeah. So, like, we were lucky to only be 2-1 down at half-time, to be honest. Uh, and we, the chat, I went... I went down with my dad when he went for a smoke and everyone in there, the chat was just like after the Fulham game. They were going, look, I know they've got this result against Liverpool, but this is just awful. People slagging Marsh to high heaven. Half-time, he makes a change, Nonto for Harrison. But, you know, you need to start the second half well. Uh, two and a half minutes in, they break down our right-hand side. Leeds corner, again. A lead, from a Leeds corner, again, from our set piece. They break... There's no real challenge. There's, I mean, like, there's nothing really. And then a cross in, and Solanke, it's a good flick to finish it. But we just get pulled all. It's so, we are so easy to score goals against. Sorry, and at that point, at that point, you just think it's done, to be honest. The way we were playing, you could not see any way of us getting back into it. I've just, I've just got it. Frozen on my laptop here is I think it's Tavernier puts the ball in for Solanke. I think it's Adams that's like sort of on Solanke, if I remember right. Adams is and Nonto's behind him. Yeah, Nonto <laughs> is is behind Kiefer Moore. I think it's Kiefer Moore. Who's there? Twenty one. I think that's I Kiefer Moore. He's behind him. Tyler massive. Adams, Tyler Adams <laughs> is 
four yards away from Solanke. This is while the ball is in the penalty area at this point. Yeah. Cocker's gone across to Tavernier, and Liam Cooper is just trying his best to get back. Yeah, there was also like Mark Rocker was chasing back and he looked like he was running through treacle. Because <laughs> I like I like Rocker, but he's not quick. <laughs> but yeah, like as as defensive minded as Adams is, he him and Nonto especially aren't the two players you want that are meant to be closing down centre forwards in the penalty area. And no, we just and shock horror, they don't do a good job of it. No. Uh, so, yeah, that's 3-1 down uh, in a bad way, not playing well. 54th minute, Sam Greenwood on for Mark Rocker. Now, it's already been on Twitter, so people have probably seen it. But I, I heard in the crowd, quote, I like Greenwood, but there is no way that can change this match and we need to change it. I say heard in the crowd when I said it really loudly. I did feel better having put it on Twitter because we got loads of like going, I've said words to the same effect. Like <laughs> the funniest one is the guy who sits, he was sat directly in front of you because he, mm. he does not rate Sam Greenwood at all. Like there was a lot of us didn't think it was the right person to come on, but most of us at least think he's a good player. He just hates him. So it was really funny. So yeah, uh, six minutes later, Leeds actually play some decent stuff. Uh, Cock clipped it out to Christensen on right, cuts inside, cross, comes to far post, some of them lays it back for Strauk, really good shot that gets blocked, comes out to Greenwood and he curls in an absolute beauty on his left foot, which is his weaker foot, but not by much. Uh, What's this? It's show today and apparently he's, he's two-handed as well. Yeah. Ambidextrous. Yeah. Like I don't know what the word is for feet. <laughs> Ambidextrous because there yeah. isn't one, I don't think. But yeah. that's just madness. But yeah, like it was, it was a, it was a, you know, a rare foray forward, really, at this point because we hadn't really done anything in their half for the most, for the most part. No, well, this was shot on target number two <laughs> of the game. Also, ambitedal. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, good. sounds a bit dodgy, that, to be honest. Yeah, but that's the word. Um, yeah. By the way, just because you obviously had almost the same view that I had, which one was a great view for this goal, we were like right behind mm. it. But when you saw it live in the ground, did you think it was about five to ten yards further out than it was? <laughs> I, d- I don't, yeah, maybe. Because when I watched it, I thought that it was like, you know, five, maybe eight yards outside the box. And hmm. then I saw it back, and he is right on the edge of the penalty area. <laughs> but it, it is a it's a phenomenal strike. Ah, uh, it's it's that thing, like you say, we, we had a brilliant view for it. It was in the second it left his boot. You, yeah. you knew it was. It's a brilliant strike, and and again for 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 everything you've ever seen of, of Sam Greenwood in the in the twenty threes when he's taking free kicks with whichever foot he feels like. It just again, you've got a slow moving ball rolling on the ground. What did 20, 22 yards out? Yeah, and if if Leeds had conceded this goal, we would be saying there's no one gets out to put any pressure on it. Mm. Like so, it, it's fair to point out, but it's still just it's a top quality finish. Um, 
And the other good thing about playing Sam Greenwood is he is not even probably, he is the best set piece taker at the club. Hmm. Uh, based on everything we've seen when he was in the 23s, as it was then. Uh, but he swings in a really good corner to the far post eight minutes later. Liam Cooper gets up really well. Like he just, it's very old school, proper football man talk, but he just seemed like he wanted it more and he just got up above them and headed it in. Kept, headed it down, kept it low, exactly the sort of thing you need to do. It's not great goalkeeping from Travers, mostly because it appears he's not a particularly good goalkeeper. Okay, uh, but, I, I am literally watching this and he heads it down at his feet and Travers seems to almost jump over it yeah. to, to some extent. It's yeah. I'm just, just watching the corner. It's It's one of those where as you're watching it, it looks like he's massively overhit it. And then it just dips to the back yeah. post, exactly where you want a corner to drop. Just, you know, edge of the six-yard box, a little bit too far for the keeper to come for. And plenty of pace on it as well, which makes the yeah. header so much easier. Like, a, yeah. a, But the, the funny thing is, you, you watch that, and, and again, you know, we if you've seen him, you know how good he is at set pieces. But you watched a football as good as Rafinha for the last two years, and just, how does that man not... Like, how come he can't take a corner? There's something about the lead shirt. The aerodynamics must be off or something. Because <laughs> we've had loads of players who are really good footballers and they can't take corners. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I always felt like that should be the easiest one. Like, I understand yeah. that the complexities of a free kick of trying to get a ball up and down mm-hmm. in, in a limited amount of space. You see that guy, like... 15, 16 yards away. Just get it over him. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, fuck. But it's a really good header from Cooper, and I'm really glad that he got it. It'll have done him world of good. Well, he was elated. Yeah, the place. You can tell by yourself, right? Did he not know that he'd equalise? Uh, to be is honest, it, I didn't. I didn't was. really see. I didn't really see his celebration because I was a bit caught up in it all when it got to three three. And you just watch it back, and it's like something out of the nineteen thirties. He j- he just jogs back. There's like a hand. There might be a handshake in there. That's it. Like, well, you know what? If it's to make it three three in a home game, I'm I'm all right with that. They should just be wanting to get back and go on and win it. But it was there wasn't even like a there wasn't even a fist pump or anything. It's just. Right, back we go. Oh, just a proper bang, get in, jog yeah, back. Like it, there wasn't a right, come on, get the ball or anything like Just turn, we jog back, off we go again. Yeah, if you hadn't heard the noise of the crowd, you could easily have thought it, it was like to make it 1 4 or 7 0. It could have been, <laughs> <laughs> been Crescencio Somerville's goal for from the following game, yeah. Um. There is one thing that I think is worth pointing out in this. Also, that was our third shot on target to make it 3-3. Um, I think basically as soon as Sam Greenwood scored that goal, Bournemouth completely shit themselves. Like, I think that maybe the, the losing a 2-0 lead home to Spurs and losing 3-2 last week has really got to them. Because they, as soon as Greenwood got that goal, they just started dropping deeper and deeper and deeper. And letting us just take over the game, really. Although neither team actually did anything for about 20 minutes after that. No. 
Rodrigo had one good chance where we cut in off his left onto his right foot and kind of skied it miles over. That was a, an actual good chance. Yeah. But I think that was the only one. Yeah. For either there, team. There wasn't there wasn't a lot. Quality was uh was not on the menu for this one no. at times. Until the 84th minute when genuine piece of really quality football. Uh, Lewis Cook lost in a free kick to Paul one. And the thing that I haven't gone back and checked is who knocks it down. I think it was Cooper. Uh, but it wasn't just a headed clearance that fell to Nonto. He knocks it down. It's it's a deliberate header. Uh, and then Nonto just picks up the ball and he starts running with it. And you think, all right, cool, he's getting us out. But the way that he drives at people, he's, you know, showed real pace. Cuts inside, he's fouled at least once, maybe twice, but stays on his feet. Keeps running and keeps running. And the bit that was so impressive, the pass that he plays through to Somerville isn't the hardest pass in the world. But when you've been sprinting like full pelt for 60 yards, that pass becomes so much more difficult. And he, the weight of it is perfect. Somerville does not break stride. He just runs onto it. So it's not even like a brilliant finish. It's just a good finish. The sort of one that you you should always you should score, and he takes it brilliantly. But that assist from Nonto was fantastic, and I don't think it's worth pointing out that he was he only played half a game, and he was and was he man at match? I think he probably was. I I would have said so. Yeah. Yeah, like he was he was outstanding in this game. Yeah, just he he was brilliant. Um. So again, just looking back at it, it is, it is Liam Cooper who who knocks that header down. Yeah. And then Nonto just goes. It's obviously very different stakes in a game, but it was a run like Michael Owen against Argentina. He, you're, not, just... you're not the first person I've heard say that. No, well, he, I, he just... I say I heard, it was on Twitter, but yeah. Like he, <laughs> he just goes, runs across, and it's that first challenge, I think, just after the halfway line where... I think his his uh, heels clipped slightly or something, and, and there's a slight stumble in there, but he just powers through. Yeah, um, just keeps going. And then, yeah, like you say, it would have been so easy at that point to overhit that pass and and put it into an area where Travers can come out to to close it down. But it is just just. I think I've watched it a couple of times. I can't tell if Somerville takes a little touch. No, I think it's first, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pre- I, I thought that it was first time. I have done quite well to only watch it back a couple of times because I could have watched it back a hundred. Um, yeah, it's it, just, it, it just, it just runs and oh, it's such a just a confident finish. Oh, it's so and, confident you booted the keeper in the head yeah, as well. And I was going to say, followed by the Jorge Masvidal running knee. Hot, <laughs> <laughs> Mark Travers. Um, yeah, because I, I think I said to you, like I was worried that when I saw uh, when I saw Travers down afterwards, because I hadn't seen Somerville just absolutely take his head off. That yeah, I, as I soon as it went wor- in, the celebrations you're not going to see what happens. No, after. So I was I was slightly worried that because it was you know I think you're like I mean they've just gone four three down. It's an odd time wasting tactic. If <laughs> let's see if it pays off, Cotton. Like. So, so there was a slight worry, like, has oh, someone thrown something at him or something like that? No, Somerville's momentum just takes it into him and he just 
hits him with his thigh right yeah. in the head. But absolute bedlam in the ground. Like it was it was brilliant. And that's that when something like that happens, you free one down, and you're not just free one down, you free one down and playing badly. The game's dead. And then you just out of nowhere you come back and win for free. There is fucking nothing like it. That's why when people say that they, you know, they're not bothered about football and they don't get football, I always just think you are. I know that it takes up way too much of his life and we care way too much and it ruins your weekend when it's when we're bad. But stuff like that, there is nothing like it. No, no one ever talks about going to a gig and the band is shit for the first seven songs. But then they fucking nail the encore, and it and it really rescues the like. I, it's one of those things I'll never understand. People like, not even necessarily just football, because because I understand that there are people who, well, I don't understand why people don't like football. It seems the simplest game to get, and it provides <laughs> me with such joy on a on a daily basis. But if you're just not into sports, like, I don't like. <laughs> Where do you get that sort of feeling from that that you've gone from this in, within the space of, of well, I'll, I'll say 105 minutes to include half time, but 105 minutes of running through this gambit of emotions of disappointment, anger, frustration, apathy, to, uh, you know, once you three one down, you know, I don't even care anymore. Like this is. And then you know the glimmer of hope when Greenwood gets some back, and by the end you're just exhausted because you've gone through this roller coaster emotionally in that time. And I don't understand where people get that from in their lives if you don't if you're not interested in sports. I, I think that they probably just have much more healthy emotions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah. They really appreciate um, the, the, the creamy middles. Yeah. And I think that the most surprising thing about this game, in a way, is that there is still like 10 minutes left after that goal when you include stoppage time. And it was it was a very stress-free 10 minutes, really. We were stressed because we were too close to it. But if a neutral watched that game, it never oh. looked like Bournemouth were then going to get back into it. At what point in the game is that Jack Stacey effort? Is that before uh, well, the goal or is that after? Uh, I th I think that's before. Because he came on in the 73rd minute and I think it was just after he came on. Um, uh, I can actually find it because I've got... I think it is before. In fact, it is, it is, it's one of the first things he does. It's 73 minutes, the Jack Stacey effort that goes just wide. Yeah. So yeah, that's at three three. But yeah, that that was like the big. Ch the, so I was wrong when I said Rodrigo had that one effort, and that was it. There was two because there was that yeah. one as well. Yeah, I'd forgotten but, about oh, that one. By the way, Jack, tell me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> oh, did we switch? Did they switch play? And then their <laughs> wide player, in this case Jack Stacey, had all of the room in the world to run into. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just... Um. So there's two things out of that. One that I just want to there. We had four shots on target. We scored, four, we scored four goals. We have been underperforming XG all season. We got one back in this one. I mean, they outperformed theirs as well by getting three, but they, 
that was a real one. But one, how big a win is that for the season? And two, is Marsh now safe? You know, for a while. Um. Yes, I suppose. Like, I think my thing. Realistically, is you've you've got to beat Fulham and Bournemouth, and then you can kind of take a bit of a free hit. In as long as you don't get absolutely pummeled, you can take a bit of a free hit with the with the Spurs and Liverpool results. Yeah. Now the the Fulham game was an absolute disaster, really, but we clearly made up for that with Liverpool. Um, so we've got the six points from that, and it puts us. While I know it's very tight down there, there's teams in between us anyway. Well, it puts us 12th, 15 points from 13. Which, given our fixtures, I still think is too low. But it, it looks a damn sight better than it did a week ago. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I suppose if you add two more points onto that from the Southampton game, yeah, which it, which is one I look at where the fact we didn't see that game out where not not like some of the other games this season where like Palace where we were in the lead and and we just got dominated for the majority of that game or for an hour of it. The Southampton yeah. game we were what fifteen minutes away with a two 0 lead. Yeah, that was the one where that was properly throwing away two points that game. And it's and it's if you add those two points on You'd just be you'd be that a little bit safer, and I think you'd be okay. While you'd still be disappointed with a number of the results, yeah, points wise, you'd feel you'd feel a bit better because I think we'd be. I don't know. Would we be any higher? I think we might be. We'd be we'd be up to eleven. We'd be up to eleventh if we did that. There's like it's at this stage of the season, it's only three points, but there's three points between Brentford and eleventh, and then Palace in tenth. But like that is also like we we are only. As ridiculous as this is, we are only four points behind Liverpool. Yeah, like we're also only three a... points off the relegation places. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's too it's, soon to really look. I just very, think we're a, a bit shy on where we should be. It's very championship. It's the league table yeah. at the moment. Um, in terms of Marsh's safety, barring again Spurs smashing a six 0 or something like that, yeah. I, I don't think he's in any any danger of going now. Yeah, because that's for what I mean. I think as I did say this after the Liverpool game, but it's still true, and it goes for this one as well. Like tactic, I still don't like the tactics. I think that they were exposed massively for an hour in this game. We've played two relegation, two newly promoted sides at home in the last two home games, and we've conceded six goals. Yeah, you can't you can't do that. That is objectively bad. That is not good. In any way, I don't think that the coaching is right. But the thing that I have to give him is that the players clearly are with him. Mm. Because you don't come back like that if the players aren't up for it and the players aren't still believing in the coach. I, th- I think I still take issue with, because he, he said after the game, didn't he, that you know I, I looked at the players and, and, and saw that they believe we could get back into this game and saw that they believed that they would win. And you say going, but we did concede five minutes after that. Yeah, less. If that's how they looked, <laughs> if that's how they looked then, <laughs> like clearly, I, I, I think he's, I think he's clearly good at motivating people. Like I, yeah. I genuinely believe because because otherwise, I think you could look at 
the same goal happening over and over again. It's not to say that it won't happen at some point, because if we keep conceding that same goal over and over again, you've got to stop believing in it. There's only so much someone can hype you up before you go, right, but what do we actually do about Mm -hmm. their right winger who is in behind Stroud again? Like, what change can we make other than you go, no, but I believe you can win this game. Like, right, that's fine, Gaffer, but how do we stop that? Yeah, but tactically, what do you want us to do? Um, You know, the the one thing, and, and, you know, we joked about it earlier, but I I was with you, and I think loads of people were. Sam Greenwood looked like an odd choice of substitution, but it, it, you know, spectacularly worked. Nonto was absolutely fantastic. And I think the yeah. only thing that will stop him from starting week in, week out at the moment is his fitness. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot to put it. Because after the game, uh, my dad mentioned, like, well, he's got to start from here on out. And I said, I think the thing that will keep him out is his fitness because he only came on at half time. And don't get me wrong, he did run his ass off and everything. So this is not really a criticism, but he did look absolutely bollocks after 40 minutes. Yeah. So I just don't think he's quite there yet. But it probably won't be long until... You would think after this like mini pre-season that he'll have. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously not going to the World Cup. So um, no. he'll have a bit of a break. And you, you'll imagine he'll be involved in the friendlies over that break as well. Because I think given, given that time frame, you think they'll probably get two or three games in there. Um, yeah, they're, they're now going to Spain, aren't they, I think? Yeah. Um, except for Jesse, he's off to Peru. He's going for a wedding. Pilar, darling, Pilar. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, a really old, that's a really old reference. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's the odd thing of... In terms of his substitute, it's the first, it's the first time this season... He's properly got it right with the substitutions. I, w- I would say second, when he brought Click on against Wolves on the opening day. That gave us control of the game and made mm. us better. But I, that, I do think it's only the second one. And that's yeah. been one of my biggest big bugbears with him. So, you know, fair play. Yeah. As I say, I'm, I still don't particularly like the tactics, but those two results, fair enough. I'll, I'll shut up. You, if you get them two results, you deserve to stay in the job. Spurs isn't going to be make or break unless we lose about 9-0. So he is here for the foreseeable. And if he's there on the 1st of January, he's probably just got to be there until at least... He's got to be there through January, really. Sack him on sack him on the 31st. Yeah, sack him on the 1st of February. <laughs> Properly gracing him. Yeah, to be honest, these couple of results have, have kind of made me think a bit about Simon Grayson and, and the way his tenure was... Somewhat yeah. extended when he had that run of games where opposition players just kept getting sent off. Yeah. And you know, they go like, we really aren't playing well, but my God, we're getting lucky here. Yeah. Um, there's, it, there's like... it has shown, at least, there is one thing, the attacking, as much as it wasn't great, in the last few games, it has looked a bit more like it. Which does show, there is a sign of improvement, and that is something at least. Yeah, like like you said, the, the XG numbers have been promising. They're broadly fine all season. So even when we've been awful, the those numbers have been broadly fine. Yeah. Like, I believe I read a thing. I think we're 10th 
for next year, I think. So, yeah, and, and you know what? It's not that far off now, is it? No. To, to where we were. Sorry, I'm, I am now looking at the uh, the 2011 2012 season with. I'm, uh, just, I'm just hoping that over this break, he is able to figure out something just to make us. It, we don't even have to become hard to score against. Just like a bit more hard, difficult to score against. At the minute, it's not just that we're conceding a lot of goals. It's how easy those goals are. And if we could just, if we could improve by 20%, I would be pretty confident that we'll be like, oh no, we'll be absolutely fine. But at the minute, the way that we're conceding goals, I can't think we'll be, we'll be fine. No, because because like you say, if there's if there are teams of of the calibre, and this isn't meant in a these are shit, but if you're conceding six six goals in two games against teams who you're hoping to be above, I'm not saying by a lot, but yeah, that you are aiming to finish above, you need to be concerned. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but. Massive win, good win, and it was it was fun. Uh, did you watch any at Twenty One's game? Uh, I didn't know. Nah, I figured you wouldn't because you'll have been at work. Uh, Leeds under Twenty One's four, Newcastle under Twenty One's two. Uh, that puts them. I think that that is the last Twenty One's game before Christmas. I think uh, six uh, six points clear in the league. Uh, Chris Moore got the opener header. whose corner came back out, swung in. Uh, Moore attacked it really well. Great header, one nil. Uh, we gave away a pretty sloppy goal on the break. Uh, one one at half time, and then in the second half, Max Dean got a hat trick. Uh, first goal, ball in behind. Uh, the def- he tries to like go out defender, and the defender gets into a really good position to block him, and then just doesn't actually deal with the ball. So Max Dean just runs round him and scores. The second Max Dean goal was hilarious. Keeper comes for a short pass, so he stood 15 yards to the side of his goal. Their defender just passes it to Joe Snowden, who passes it to Max Dean, who passes it into the goal. Um, and then the 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 final one, uh, there's a through ball. I think it's originally towards McCalmont, to be honest, but he's offside and he doesn't go for it. Max Dean runs onto it and finishes well. It's good to see him get a load of goals um, because... The only one of the sort of big under-21 names that played was Cody Drama. He played an hour and then went off. And Sonny Perkins came on for the last 10 minutes because Max Dean, being the uh, Alan Smith regen that he is, uh, went charging around the pitch, getting into fight, trying to get into a fight with people and got booked and definitely was going to get sent off. So the sub didn't. So seeing as no one else played, you know, no JB... Obviously, none of the more senior attacking players um, and drama going off in what was definitely a pre-planned sub. Uh, Kean Coleman came on for him, by the way, and he looked pretty good. That's the first decent look I've had at him. And uh, Charlie Crew came on as well, who's the... I believe he's the like young Welsh centre mid that we nabbed off Cardiff. I think he's like under-17's captain or something. Uh, you didn't really see much of him, but it's nice to see him get a game. You would think that they're all probably... Got, there's a decent chance of them all being in the squad. For the Wolves game, yeah, I mean it's. it's a, I think they said that before that because uh, Joseph had travelled for Liverpool and was on the bench on Saturday, wasn't he? 
Yeah. With no with no Bamford because he injured himself taking a penalty, which sounds about right for him at this point. Yeah. And, um, and note, they said taking, not scoring. <laughs> I, d- I wouldn't dare ask, to be honest. <laughs> That's the follow-up question. Like, did he score? Or it's like, no. Um, but I, th- I think I think we spoke about this before, and I, and I kind of agree with you that it would be nice, now, especially with that we've won a couple of games to to go for it against a team like Wolves, who would, who are going to rest a lot of players given their situation, um, and put out a, a strong team. But I, I, I think we'll end up making a lot of changes. That, that being said, if We'll come on to it later in the week, but the, the Spurs game is one of those where, realistically, they they should win that one, but Christ knows with Spurs. It's weird with Spurs at the minute, especially seeing as we... Obvi- not, I mean, we. I was going to say not against Bournemouth, but we did start really well. It just didn't last very long. Uh, we've had a bit of a thing of start having a good first 20 minutes, and that's when Spurs have been at the worst. So, yeah, like I, I watched... It'll be an interesting start. Because like I watched the second half of them against Liverpool the other day, and if you, if the score wasn't on the screen, you'd think Spurs were leading. It was all Spurs all second half. Yeah, and I watched uh, all that game in the first half. Spurs were. I mean, I know they were playing against a good side, but Spurs were awful in that first half. But so again, it's one of those where I suppose you, and obviously with a bit of league game, you do want your strongest team out there for that because yeah. there is. A realistic chance of us getting something from that game, and even and even if it's that we end, if you know, if we come away with a point from that game, you know, if you're taking seven from your last nine, yes, yeah. it's not bad, given especially given what's gone before it. So, um, yeah, I ultimately think we'll, we we will make wholesale changes. Yeah, I haven't really thought about the team. I haven't like noted one down like I normally do, but I reckon there'll be like eight, nine changes. Uh, Do you think Joel Robles plays? No, I think we'll probably play Melier. But Robles, uh, it's sort of like Robles might play. Uh, we did, did we play Robles? We played Robles in the in one of the uh, Papa John's games. Mm. Um, it was Melier, wasn't it, against Barnsley? Um. Yes, it was. Yeah. I think we'll just stick with Melier because the one position that doesn't need a rest is goalkeeper. Uh, Obviously, they've Wolves tomorrow night, uh, quarter to eight. Um, For those, not that I would in any way encourage this, but for those of you who are looking for ways to watch it on the internet, I believe it's on ESPN in America, so it'll be about. Um, They've, uh, Lopetegui has now taken the job. I don't even know if he's in the dugout for this one or not because it was still the caretaker doing the press conference. But you sort of—I don't really know what difference that'll make because he's up—he's only had a couple of days. Hmm. You would think that they've got him in now to try and change the system and install his ideas over the World Cup break. Uh, Wolves have said in the press that they will pick the strongest team possible. But like Diego Costa and Nelson Semedo are suspended. Chiquinho is out. Raul Jimenez and Sasa Kaladzic and Pedro Neto all out as well. So that's all their strikers except for Huang Hee Chan. So he's probably going to start. Uh, Adama Traore is back from injury, so he'll probably play. And he does like playing against us. And that Mateus... 
Doesn't like scoring goals, though. No. But Mateus Nunes, uh, that they signed for quite a lot of money, is back, apparently. So he might start or he might just be on bench. Uh, but they they could end up with like a really weird side. Like, I think Podence is fit, so he'll play. But that, even though they, they're saying we're going to pick the strongest possible side, they've also said we have to manage some fitness concerns. So I think this will end up being a lot of changes versus a lot of changes. By the way, from watching match today though, uh, at the uh, the weekend for the Diego Costa red card. Yeah. Amazing to find out that was his first Premier League red card. Yeah, you you just assume he'd done that it before, just, wouldn't you? It seems that it's like finding it's like you know, if you if you didn't hear it rammed down you, you rammed into your ears by commentary, you just go Clearly, Robbie Savage must have a couple of red cards. Who, no, really? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, classic Diego Costa. I'm going to pull him into me. I'm going to headbutt him. No, I didn't do that one well enough. I'm going to have another go. <laughs> yeah, so their, their team will be a bit all over the place. Um, I mean, they'll, they'll probably still play Jose Siren goal. Oh, no, he's got a bad wrist, hasn't he? He's been playing, he's, he's been playing all season with a fractured wrist. So you would think they'll give him a game off for this. And I think I think that their backup goalkeeper is brother of former Leeds player Oliver Sarkic, Mateo Sarkic. I think he's their backup keeper. Um, but yeah, they've, they've got a few. What do you think the Leeds team will be? Um, it, by the way, it is Sarkic and he played in goal in the last round as well. Ah, oh, right, cool. Um, I've just, I've, I've got it up here actually, the last the team we put out against Barnsley. It was Melian goal, Drama, Urente, Cooper, Hjelda, Click, Forshaw, Greenwood, Somerville, Gelhart, and Sinistera. Mm. Um, I don't know, there was, I think at that point, Liam Cooper was... I that was his first 45, game back, I think. Yeah, I think he played 45 minutes, or maybe just a touch longer. It's kind of him getting fitness back, but... So I, th- I think it'll be likely that we that we make a few changes. Yeah. Um, so obviously we both think it. So we both think it'll be Melian goal. Ailing right back. Yeah, I think Ailing. It Ailing, probably Urente and Cooper. I, I think. Well, I you think, think you think you Urente uh, Cooper will stay in. To be yeah. Um, I think yeah. It's I, like that. Or Strout could move inside and play. I'd quite like us to. Back. I'd quite like us to rest Strout for a game. Mm. He's played a lot of football. To be honest, I, I wouldn't be. I mean, I kind of don't even want us to play Thurpo in this. If I, 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 he's gone at the game, like I'm just done. <laughs> like, oh man. Um, if he's gonna play, though, I mean, I would quite because he is now back from the appendix stuff. I'd quite like to see Elder. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be good with that. Yeah, um, um, so I, I think that it'll be. Oh, I, I wonder, I wonder if he's going to really rotate. If he'll play drama right back and play like Ailing and Urente at centre back, and then Furpo or Yelder at left back. I wouldn't particularly want to see that, but no, I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. I've never been a big fan of seeing Luke Ayling at centre back in a back four. Yeah, I could live with no, it I, in a back three. Yeah, 
Well, we'll yeah. So, yeah, we'll go Yorente, Cooper, Furpo. I reckon he's most likely. Yeah. Uh, Centre mid two. JB and Greenwood. In, uh, in, in Alex Mason asking his Darko debut question mark. So Milanic getting a start. So yeah. Um, I I think JB's on the bench, and I think you leave Tyler Adams in. You see, I think that if he was going to be only be on the bench, he'd have played in that twenty ones game on on Monday. Mm. But he wasn't involved at all, and that's what makes me think he's going to get a start. I, I I do worry about a midfield of JB and either Greenwood or Click. Yeah, I think Click plays, but I think I think Click's probably going to play it. Did Click play at ten against Barnsley, or did, was he just playing really attacking? Because he was definitely playing like a ten. Well, it it has it down here as a four three three. So mm. I, given how he's used, who, who, else, assume, was, who else was in centre mid? I assume it was Farshaw and Greenwood, the two centre mids. Click yeah. at ten, Somerville, Sinistera wide and yeah. wide, and Gelhart. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess that it'll be JB and Greenwood. Click at ten. You uh, you pretty much have to leave. You've probably got to rest Somerville. <laughs> Which sounds know. weird. Harrison and Aronson wide. Like we don't have many. Wide options. Yeah. Um, Unless you want to give Nonto forty-five minutes to bring him I, off. I think. I think it. I think I'd have Harrison and Nonto. Hmm. Is the wide players for this? I mean, and Harrison then, only played forty-five minutes, so. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Joffy up top. Yeah. Yeah. I go with that. Um, but I think. I think there's a pretty decent chance that Matteo Joseph makes his debut in this game. I think he probably comes off the bench. Um, I think that, like, Drama, I think he'll be on the bench and I think he'll get on. Uh, I think Sonny Perkins will be on the bench, but he'll. But I'm pretty sure he'll come on as well. Yeah. But there is an argument for throwing him in and giving him a game, but I think that's probably pushing it. when the, Just because there's other options. I'd be absolutely fine with it, to be fair, but I just don't think that they will. Uh, yeah. I t the, the, there is there is part of me, like I said, it, I would quite like to see us maybe play a couple more first-teamers and then, ideally, if we're in a decent position, well, however the game's going, really bring them off at half-time. I'd say, uh, do you know, given how Greenwood played, I think there's a chance that Rocker starts this game. Because I think he might actually, he might need it more in a way. Like yeah. Just, it, it might even it might even be him and Greenwood, which would be a bit of a weird fit. But I could sort of see it. <coughs> so, uh, so just looking at the Wolves team as well, just to see what their attacking lineup was like. But, um. Uh, yeah, I'd, at this point, do what you want. 
It'd be nice to have a cup run, but we're not going to win it, are we? No, there'd be. You'd have to get through what, like two more rounds before you start thinking, oh, actually, we need to have a go here. Uh, Man City are going to be out for revenge, though, aren't they? Because they lost it for the first time in about four years, didn't they? Yeah, I think it's. I think they'd won four in a row before that. So yeah, Yeah. five. Um, So we we reckon heavily rotated for both teams. Uh, Have you got a prediction? And do you have a bet? Speaking of, by the way, we both got two points for the Bournemouth game because we both had us winning by the wrong score. And we both walked out of the stadium thinking that we'd won our bets. Did we not? Melier, we... I, had, I had Melier three or more saves. He only actually made two. Bournemouth, you had two shots on target for Bournemouth in each half at five to two. They only actually had one shot on target in the second half. <laughs> that was it. Yep. So I, I was full. I fully. I then. Um, Thought that it was, and then checked and went, "Oh shit!" (laughs) Uh, Uh, I have mine good to go. If you're having a glance, yeah, go on, man. Mine's kind of a weird one. Uh, I'm predicting a two-one loss, but my bet is Leeds to win two-one at ten to one. I just no, I just think it's going to be two-one either way, (laughs) and that's the best way to cover it. Uh, I'm gonna go, uh, Mateus Click anytime at five to one. I'll tell you what, that's not a bad price, right? Considering how far forward he'll probably be playing. Uh, and I will go Leeds to win three two. It went oh, right, either way, we're conceding a goal. Oh, yeah, got to. But yeah, it should be a relatively stress-free game to watch, at least. I mean, you'll miss half of it, won't you? Because you play five-a-side on a Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, catch the end of it. I'm waiting to finish and just get get to my phone for a text from you just saying, uh, don't bother, mate. Don't bother, just go home, have a shower, (laughs) and just go to bed. Right, uh, yeah, so that will do us for episode 183 at Mighty Watch Podcast. Hopefully we get through in the Cup, but really it's about the Spurs game. Um, are you about one of Thursday or Friday, Casey? I can be. Cool, well, we'll be able to get a pod in before then. So, yeah, that'll do us. I've been Jack, see you. I'm Casey, have a good one. In a bit.